Hello and welcome back to the CrossFit Herald podcast. This is episode number 68 and we are joined by Sheena. Thank you for coming. Hello. You okay? Yes, good. And good. yourself? I'm very well, very well. Um, first question, always, why CrossFit Harrow? So, as you know, obviously Rajan, my husband, he, he was um, doing CrossFit Harrow from Manchester. Um, so he was part of uh, CrossFit Harrow Manchester and he loved it, you know, he... Wait, what do you mean CrossFit Harrow Manchester? As in there was a CrossFit Harrow, not a CrossFit <laughs> Manchester, sorry. I was like, what? There's a sorry. new one I didn't know about. Sorry, there was a CrossFit Manchester. That he was going to. That he was going to and he really enjoyed it. So uh, when we got married, um, I was like, oh, you know, I've had several personal trainers. I had about five or six personal trainers. So I spent a lot of money on personal trainers. And um, he said, oh, you know, let's try and give um, CrossFit a go. So there was CrossFit Kilburn and then there yeah. was CrossFit Harrow. I went to CrossFit Kil Kilburn because I used to work in Kilburn when I used to work for the NHS. And um, I really liked it because they were talking to me about, you know, form. It was more about the form and how your, you know, your form is more important rather than, you know, getting the reps in or whatever. Did you not get that from your trainers? No. So when I was um, part of my personal training, I used to dread going because there was every session I used to puke or he used to push me so much that I didn't really want to go to the session. So I eventually cancelled and there was one specific personal trainer that kept nagging and nagging, kept contacting me saying, oh, you know, come back, come back. And I just didn't want to do that. So it wasn't for me at that time. Um, and then he introduced, Rajan introduced me to CrossFit. He did an induction day with yourself and Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, then I came along. And now he, been, he's gone. He's gone and you're, you're, you're still going yeah, strong. Yeah. Four years. Four years. Coming up to four years. Yeah. Um, you said NHS. Yes. You used to? I used to. So I used to work with the health visiting department. The health? Health visiting department. Okay. So you know where um, you get newborn babies. Oh, right. Weighing them, um, checking in with the mums. Oh, wow. Um, so I was doing that. And then um, that was literally when I came out of university before I started teaching. Um, and then I got an interview for both nursing and teaching. At the same time? At the time. same time. My mum wanted me to go down the nursing route because she's work she works for NHS herself. Okay. Um, I wanted to do the teaching route. So um, I, got, I got an interview for both. I got a position for both, as in I got into both. Oh, wow. But I chose teaching. Do you regret that? It's 50-50. When I first started teaching, you may know because obviously you're, yeah, you're in the same yeah. industry, but when I first started teaching, it was very different to now. It's very results driven now. You don't really get a chance to you know, plan your lessons, enjoy teaching with the kids. It's all about results, results, results. Why is There's a lot of pressure, not yeah. necessarily on students, but also on teachers. On teachers, yeah. And especially during COVID. Dare we say it? Covid. There's, <laughs> there's, there's been a lot of pressure for teaching. Um, how how have you how have you coped with that pressure? Because obviously there's a lot of teachers that come here, and yeah. we get to you know hear how the different things that happen in different schools and stuff. Yeah. Um, but how did you deal with it? At first, it was it was a positive experience for me because I loved working from home. Um, you know, I I could do more being at home than being at school. I was getting through more work, you know, um, but then it hit a point where it was, there was a lo low point where I was just getting really, really 
um, you know, down at home. And I, I remember texting you a few times saying, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I think you, mentally it was draining for me being yeah. at home because my husband's at home. I'm living with my in-laws as well. So it was a busy house as it is. And then he wasn't very active at that point. So when I was going for walks, he wasn't joining me in the walk. So it was just me on my own going for these walks because I couldn't meet up with anyone. So it was literally, I was just in Isolate, my own yeah, yeah, world really. Um, I didn't really speak to my, many people from work. And at that time, the school wasn't allowing us to live stream our lessons. So all I was doing is putting the work by email, sending off to them and that's it. Um, so yeah, there was a low point during the first lockdown, I would say. Uh, I mean, the the first one, I think people, it, I'm not sure what the right word or terminology is, but although it gave a lot of people a lot of time back yeah. and gave them a lot of control, it, I think there was an extensive period that after a while there was like, right, I'm, I am isolated, like you said. Yeah. I don't think you're the only person to have felt that. That was, it was quite, it was, it was becoming more apparent as well. It was obviously, because we were doing bits and stuff outside. Yeah, um, that was seen but you know, I gotta say, CrossFit, you know, got me through it because good. Um, that makes me one happy. of the achievements, and I know Key said to me as well, and you said to me as well that home workouts, I was doing them literally every day, whether it would be you know in my sitting room, whether it would be in the garden, whether it would be in the kitchen. I had to. I think that was the savior of my day. Yeah, and it was something that looking forward to to, yeah. to do. I know it was tough, like, you know, training from home is not for everyone. No. And I understand that, but it is making the best out of the bad situation. Exactly. For some, not, not you specifically, but generally, like if people have been training for like 10 years, five years or three years and done such hard work. I think at the beginning, no one knew how long that first lockdown was going to be. So it's like, yeah. oh, I'm not going to train from home. And it's like, yeah, but forget the principle that you're training at home. It's still exercise that you need to do. Yeah. And for people that was, that was a savior. No, yeah, it was definitely. Um, what? Talk to me, talk me back through like school and stuff. Were you very sporty at school? I used to hate sport at school. <laughs> I used to want to bunk PE lessons. Really? That bad? Yeah. So I used to pretend that I didn't have my PE kit some days. <laughs> there was Did a you time... used to write your own notes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a time where my friend and me, um, I'm still friends with her, she locked her PE teacher in the, you know, you get the store cupboards because <laughs> we just didn't want to have that lesson. <laughs> So she locked the PE Did she teacher. get away with that? She, she didn't, obviously. We had to eventually let him out. Did he know? So he knew? He knew, yeah. He knew it was her. But I still talked to her from this day <laughs> onwards. I, like, I always remember that moment. I just didn't. Didn't enjoy PE? I did not enjoy PE. What were the sport, what sports were like predominantly when you were at school? What were they? Badminton, um, rounders, netball, gymnastics, a lot of gymnastics. So a lot of sport, I would have said that you may, you know, from an outside looking in, you would have enjoyed those sports. No, I think because I was on the heavier side when I was in okay. high school and I used to compare myself to the other students in my class where they could do these things. You know, with me that if, when I start comparing myself, I don't, I don't enjoy yeah. doing that specific task or activity. So, so you felt like that even at school that you were? Yeah comparing against yeah where do you think that came from was that like pressure externally was that putting yourself i think i have um quite low self-esteem and i've always with me i always compare myself to others and i say oh you know she's much i use the word skinny and i use the word fat quite a lot to myself no one else but um even when I talk to my friends or my cousins, I always, I always say, oh, you know, I need to lose some weight. I'm looking fat in this or I'm looking fat in that. Um, so 
that's always been the case for me and I can't get that stigma out of my, my head essentially I don't know what it is it's just it's there do you think that could be something from like growing up like childhood like really early childhood mm. were you did you idolize people when you were growing up like yeah. celebrities yeah I, I don't know maybe I did I used to I think social media has a big impact on it as well like, yeah I've come off social media recently well, I think that's quite good there's I think everyone that comes on we have a quick discussion about social media and the impact it has has on them mm. um, it, it, it is very draining I mean obviously we have it for the business but I personally have it I, I don't really use my personal one um, but uh, spending time to interact and communicate is quite it, it's yeah. a, it can be a full-time job yeah um, and there are a lot of things that happen like I think it's also the messages that you see, like as in like you see things on your screen and then that, that, that ignites something in yeah, your head. Yeah, it triggers something. Yeah, and yeah. you look at something a little bit, little bit differently. And I think social media has got so much, like there's so Very many... Very toxic. Yeah, I think it's really toxic for young, especially young girls, I would say. Because what age group do you teach? Uh, A-level, so, you know, so that eight, uh, Mainly that age group that would... Yeah, and they, you know, we have so much in school for them in the sense that uh, we need to be really careful with safeguarding, you know, online, on Instagram, you know, because there's so much online bullying, you know, so there's so much now. It's well, so we've seen, we, obviously, we saw that there's a lot of, like, even in the, it does, I, I don't think it matters what age, because obviously, like, even for the Euro, the football and stuff, there was obviously exactly. racism, there was a lot of bullying and stuff yeah. in that sense. But I, I guess as an adult, it is, it's not looked as bullying. It's it's looked as another, like, as a kid, it's really, it's, but yeah. it stems from, like, years, right? Yeah. Um, so do you find that now, like, the kids that you teach, like, how long have you been teaching? Oh, God. Nine years. Nine years. Have you Nine. seen, like, there's been a change through this, not not through the social media platforms, but like how kids behave each yeah. year according to. So I think that they are there's a nowadays they're glued to their phones. Yeah. You know, sometimes you see them in in lessons trying to, you know, Snapchat someone or even like there was a, even if there are incidents in school, the first thing they do is they bring out their camera. They won't see, you know. Is it, you know, that might right. be my friend or yeah. is the person all right? Everything is just, you know, you need to record it or you need to take a photo of it. Anything embarrassing happens, they'll take a photo of it. it and it's, it's just a bad culture to be in, to be honest with you. Yeah, and even if you look at like um, concerts or yeah. football matches and things like that, uh, the the recent obviously events of the Euro, the Euro uh, European Cup final, Euro Cup final. Or, um, obviously, I won't talk too much about England Italy because I'll get some stick. <laughs> but um, for the penalties, you could see like there's people there in the atmosphere, like there, and they're and then, they're, they're yeah, recording it off their phone. The I know that maybe you want to capture the moment. Yeah. But then the first thing that people do is then go like upload. It's like well, the whole fucking world's watching this. Yeah, exactly. You might have like a hundred friends on your Instagram or whatever you've got. And each one of them has uploaded a story yeah. on the penalties that you've just watched. You know, it's a bit, yeah. a bit crazy. It is very it's toxic. a lot of pressure as well. I think like when I go out with my friends, um, it's always you know, let's take a photo of this, let's take a photo of our meal, let's take a photo. That that I think has gone down for me so much now that I'm off social media. I don't need to take photos. Who am I taking it for? Yeah. And if I take a photo, I'll take it of me with my friends, and that's for memories. Yeah. Essentially, not to put on Instagram. You know. But because. The social media platforms have probably been pretty big for the last like nine, ten years. So obviously, yeah. when you first started teaching, yeah. how much of an impact do you think it had then? 
I don't think it was that prominent when I first started teaching. Um, I think it's more now in the, the sense last few that, years. Yeah, there's more going on. Because I don't think like <laughs> the reality TV programs help that no. situation. Not 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 like you know Love Island. And I mean, I don't watch it. I, I, I <laughs> I'm watching it. I'll put are my you? Hands up I, that. I, 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 it is brain dead TV. It is just <laughs> waste of time. Um, okay, so. Hated sports at school. Yes. Used to pull uh, notes that were not yeah. real. Um, finished school and decided to do A-levels. Yes. What did you do A-levels? Did you know your career? Because obviously you said about so the NHL. I've always wanted to be a teacher. So okay. my mum used to come into my room and I used to have pretend kids. I used to have- a, Invisible ones. Invisible ones. So when I was a little kid, this wasn't like- Yeah, yeah. Well, not last year. Not last oh, year, okay. no. And then I used to pretend to teach invisible kids so I've always wanted to be a teacher um, I got inspiration from my business teacher as well her name was Miss Begum and she like you know she she inspired me to be specifically um, going to business and economics um, so I did my A-levels and I was at a bit of a low point where I didn't have a job um, and, and this I, is 18 now yeah yeah I wanted to obviously earn some money um, so my mum she was working in the NHS, so she managed to get me a job within the healthcare visiting um, department. So I was there for a year. At first, I didn't get into teaching. So my first interview was, um, it just didn't, didn't work, work out. out. <laughs> so my mom said, like, oh, you know, you're working for the NHS now, you know, why don't you become a nurse? And I was just like, mom, I don't like blood. And she goes, no, but it's not all about that. I go, but yeah, it is because you have to take blood. You may have to clean blood eventually. So I said, maybe that's not for me and I can't do night shifts as well because all of that's included it, in nursing. Yeah I, yeah, I don't think people can yeah, maybe consider that. They don't that. understand the pressure of it. Um, so I said, no, I want to do teaching. So I applied for both nursing and teaching because with the teaching, you have to um, pass an interview to even do your PGCE. So that's the uh, postgraduate degree that you need to get into. For teaching. Um, yeah. So, what did you study at uni then? Uh, business management. Okay. Yeah. And that was obviously because of that teacher. Yeah. When you teach business now. To, Where? No, when, when. when? Um, what kind of modules, what, what do you teach the shit? What, what's the like, uh, the curriculum? What do they teach? So, you, teach? you know, they go into marketing, human resources, finance. They learn a lot about finance. So, you know, ratio analysis, cash flow forecasting, essentially building your own business. Do you find that there's a lot of kids that have got brilliant ideas that are very good at it. Yes. So that I find that a lot of students are, you know, eventually they, they, I've got a few students that come back to me and say, oh, you know, I've got a business now. Um, I'm selling this, that, this. Um, their social media platform is big on Instagram. You know, you, you, I follow some of them. I used to follow some of them. And yeah, there are some students that go on to opening up their own businesses. Because it'd be quite, it's, it's, it's quite fascinating obviously the last like 12 to 18 months that people haven't been able to go to work. A lot of people have opened their own things and started at their home. own thing at yeah. home, yeah. So obviously the kids uh, that you've been teaching yeah. um, have a great opportunity to maybe put that into practice. Yeah, um, definitely. But it, it's, it, especially with the day and age that we live in, like with the social media platforms kind of making things fake, like how, as in, they're showing that being successful is really, really easy. Yeah. 
and like image is very important stuff. Do you find that you get a lot of kids choose business because they think they I can do, get make easy they money? They can make easy money. Yeah, and ends up actually failing at the course. Yeah, there are a lot. So of a lot of I, a lot of our GCSE students because they're much younger, they're quite you know, when they see all of this on social media, they absorb all that information. So, oh, you know, I'll open my business and I'll make this amount of money. And I'm just like, no, it's not that easy. You know, sometimes majority of small businesses at first do fail. Um, but yeah, you you do get those type of students that think, oh, if I take business, I'll be able to open up a business. Yeah, just by doing the course. Just like. by doing the course. And, you know, we have to tell them, no, you need, you need to kind of build your skill set. You need to have the back, background yeah. to it is there part of the curriculum that they actually have to not necessarily open a business but yeah. like go through some sort of like process of so we used to have oh. young enterprise oh yeah that's it that's yeah, it, yeah. Um, they, did you do and that that with, used to be fun with the council, the, the yeah, council yeah. Yeah, yeah that used to be fun we used to do that they used to set up our own product no time for it now They're so just... schools slash that well my school anyway um we need to get through the specification we need to get these grades. We just don't get time to do it anymore. Which is a shame because part it is of- It's a shame. Part of and the, even work experience, they don't get to do anymore. They don't? No. That's interesting. Yeah, so we don't do work experience. So that's where students actually realize whether they want to go down the apprentice- Yeah. Apprenticeship route, sorry, or the degree I, route. To be fair, I'm, not a li I'm actually not surprised at the lack of opportunity for work experience because um, I, I did it when I was at school. Um, yeah. But that obviously was, best part of like 15 16 years ago but as an employer especially now mm. knowing what i know yeah and having taught students too um it is very difficult to be able to it is very difficult to give someone that experience when they i don't know what the right terminology is when they are so behind yeah in terms of socially like where you know in terms of their thought process of like turning up to college without a pen or piece of paper yeah you so, get that a lot i i know i used to deal i used to have to deal with it yeah um so i'm actually not surprised that work experience doesn't which is a shame though because especially in business but then it's not fair on those that not. would excel yeah, in yeah, work yeah. experience and those that would actually strive yeah um but yeah. yeah it is a shame um because some of the kids that study business i would imagine are actually are you know the key buzzword of entrepreneurs are really ready to go for that and yeah. probably have great ideas yeah. but need that experience, experience or connection yeah. with you know networking with someone to be able to to do that, that, that that's that's a shame yeah um okay so done that at, at uni yeah um and where, where was like sport and fitness come into this have you were you how were you at uni in terms of like your fitness was it a priority for you were you just enjoying uni life um I used to go to the gym quite a lot at, at uni. uni. Yeah. Did you stay at uni or you stayed at home? At home. Um, and that was more because um, my brother doesn't live out, so I couldn't live out. With It's just part of our culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I used to go, because at uni you don't have many lectures or whatever, you've got half day, I used to. In your first year? Yeah. And your second year? And your, and your third year? And your third year, <laughs> essentially, yeah. Um, so I used to go to the gym quite often. I was part of the gym group. Okay. Um, where I had several PTs, as I said before. Um, but yeah. What, what, what made you, what, sorry, what, was, what, what made you when you was at gym group say, right, I want to invest in uh, a bus trainer? Change my body. I wanted to change my body. I wanted to become a bit more stronger. Um, you know, I wanted to 
and I saw the results that you know certain personal trainers well that, that was going to be my next question is how did you decide yeah. which one that you wanted to go for yeah results because in commercial gyms as such yeah. there are a lot of trainers yeah yeah um, some literally just qualified yesterday yeah um, so you kind of looked at their background not their background but their results their evidence based back results yeah the results um, and there's like on in the gyms now they've got these um, displays profiles yeah, so you can see their profiles, what they specialize in, you know, what I wanted to look for more, so, which was more so fat loss, etc. so yeah. And, and how long were you, before you started CrossFit, how long were you in the, like, the gym environment where you took on the, like, was it a year through a personal training, two years through um, training? So the most amount of time that I was with a personal trainer was a year. A year? Yeah. What, what, um... What was the, uh, I know kind of the intent of why you got the but what was the motive to keep turning turning up? You, like, were you still enjoying the sessions? Was you getting closer to your goal? Were you, yeah, was I was it? getting closer to my goal. I was becoming stronger. Um, but then there was a point where I was like, okay, I'm dreading these sessions now. So I'm gonna stop it. Why, why did you start to dread them? Because this specific personal trainer was like, he was a bit too pushy and he got a bit too comfortable. Um, you know, he was recording everything and I just felt really uncomfortable because, you know, the angles he was recording stuff in. Yeah, sometimes it like, and it was it just might putting not be, me off. Yeah, might not be flattering. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and he was just pushing me a bit too much where my body couldn't really handle it. I was getting really lethargic, really tired. Um, and how long, were you, how, how many times a week were you doing it? Three times. Okay. And were you doing gym on top of that as well? Yeah. So I was getting really tired and... Well, that's a lot of training. Yeah. How did yeah. you f f find managing that with work? Because yeah. you would have been training seven hours a week. Yeah. If you're doing it every day. Yeah. Seven hours a week is a lot of training. Um, yeah. So I was going to gym and then I was coming home and doing some workout. I was a bit obsessed with it, like it can, working it, out it can for do a, that. Little, a, little, a little amount of time. And I was like... Yeah, this is not good for my body now. I, I think it's safe to say that when people do exercise, begin to exercise, you start to develop a little bit of body dysmorphia. Yeah. Just not, it might not be a serious case of it, but because you're just, you become more conscious of how you look. Yeah. You start to look in reflections. You start to think about fitting of clothing. You start to think about the foods that you eat. Yeah. Um, and it puts you into like a little category where you just, everything you do is, subconscious about something else yeah um so you're managing that with 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 work yeah. going home and doing more workouts yeah. and that's why you uh, realized that you were I actually fucked and tired and, <laughs> yeah. yeah and then i was just like no i can't i can't be doing this i can't carry on so how much did you like invest in terms of education and time in in the foods that you ate the food yeah well i'll be honest he gave me a plan but the plan wasn't really meeting my needs because it was a lot of meat-based products, etc. And obviously- And being veg vegetarian, yeah. yeah. Um, so it wasn't really meeting my criteria, so- Why would he not just give you something? He wasn't, he, you know you just get a meal plan off the internet and then he charges you for that. But right. you, when you know, okay, you're charging me for something that you've just got from the internet and you've not catered it to me. So that's what, that's what type of, that's what then I was like, do you know what, this is a waste of my money essentially because I'm, it's not so you were just, this was printed, you said, right, do this. Yeah. 
Um, and then I did it for a bit. Um, and then I thought, you know what? I can't keep up with this because it was just not a lot of meals. Um, you know, I was getting tired. And I didn't really have time to meal prep because I was at uni. Um, so yeah, I didn't. Food wasn't really a big thing at that no. time. I um, didn't commit to it. Okay, so do you, commercial gym, done the PT side, and then yeah. left uni. You went. You obviously got the. We went through the jobs where you had the two. Yeah. Um, and chose teaching. Yeah. Um, in your early, if you look back now to like your early teaching style. Yeah. Or career let's say what would you have changed now nine years later I wouldn't have gone into teaching okay I would want to have gone into maybe banking and I say that because I've started teaching economics <laughs> and I love it and I don't think teaching is doing what it's meant to be doing for me um, I used to love teaching and I would say that I don't love it so much now because of the pressure that I'm, you know, teachers get from the top. And it's more about, um, schools have become more about, you've got a child on the seat, we're getting money for that child essentially, they need to get yeah, the good I, grades. Yeah. Um, and it's changed, you know, and I'd rather be there for the child, you know, try and facilitate what I, you know, change the way that I teach essentially. But it's not like that, you know, it's all about results, results, results. So you would have gone into banking? Is I that, gone into that's banking. because you, from what you've taught over the nine years, yeah. you've learned more about banking. Yeah, and, and now, I think I've got the skill set to do much more than what I'm doing right now, essentially. Have you thought about changing career? I think I'm too old. Never too old. Why no. would you be too old? There's people that don't start a business till they're like 50. Yeah, people that don't true. get married till like they're yeah. in their 40s yeah I just like um, Raj and my husband he's like oh you know you should think about changing it but the only reason he's saying that is because the holidays cost so much money for us in the six weeks that I'm off so but as a teacher what do you do in your six weeks how do you take your time because obviously that's your time now yeah how do you take your time back I meet friends um like this weekend I'm going for a spa. Normally I would be away abroad, but COVID fucked it up. So obviously can't go abroad, um, but I wouldn't be out for two weeks, just enjoying the sun. Um, sometimes I'll go into school. So like this, this um, six weeks, I have to go into school to do some revision sessions. Um, so yeah, I just spread it out. I do a lot of, I do come here quite often because I'm off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's utilising that time. That's yes. it's also things that you enjoy. And I just rest because I know that when it goes back to September, it's just going to be non-stop. Do you do, you do anything associated with work during yes. the summer holidays? You do? Yeah, there's so this big stigma that, oh, you know, teachers are off for six weeks where they don't do any work. It's not the case. <laughs> Never had six weeks off? No. Never? Like no. where you haven't had to look at your laptop or no. emails or anything like that? No. There'd always be something that There's you have to do. There's always going to be something that you have to do. Essentially getting ready for September. So like I've got a whole list to do this six weeks. Because I, even if you're teaching the same modules. Um, it's different students in front of you. Yeah. Um, like my school right now, we, we're moving away from a certain, um, I don't know if you've heard of Frog. 
So it's like a certain, well, I know what, I, certain platform. So we're moving away from that and we're going to OneDrive. So everything has to be moved onto OneDrive. So that's going to take a while because we've got all our stuff on um, Frog. How are you adapting to the technology side? Because for some teachers, do yeah. Some teachers don't enjoy it. It's easier to whether the way they teach, whether it be for a whiteboard, whether it be for interactive exercises in terms of like in person. But you like the, the technology yeah. side, yeah. Because I'm in charge actually. So when uh, we were within lockdown, I got promoted to be the edtech lead. So I'll oh nice. So I'm in charge of training uh, teachers about all the new technology so like ms teams what you can do with it you know how you can deliver lessons through it so i love it i really do enjoy teaching yeah i i've not used the google stuff okay um google class, classrooms is brilliant yeah I've, I, I've actually heard yeah yeah really i just kind of went when obviously the stuff that we've done online we've done through zoom zoom yeah. seemed, seemed to be the most popular for businesses and i think google was more popular for um, schools. schools yeah so how much of your week do you at school how much of your week do you spend on, in that role sorry in sorry? that role how much how, how much of your week do you spend in that role um i normally try so it's, we don't get allocated oh you don't no so i'm still teaching a full timetable but this is me doing stuff after school before school or my weekends do you find that teachers are, uh, are learning how to you like it's yes. quite it's quite simple yeah, so they're learning. No matter their age, they're no, back. yeah. Because obviously, the, the older the, the the older the teacher is, the yeah. harder it would be to teach that to the to to that person. Yeah, but um, do you know what? They're getting on with it, fine. They ask me questions if um, they need to, because I've got different age groups of teachers. Okay. Um. So yeah. Talk to me about your intermittent fasting. Oh yeah, I've been doing that. For Are you a still while. doing it? Yeah. Okay. So for those it's, watching, tell them how you do it. So it's more so that I start eating, I start eating at my uh, lunchtime. So it's, uh, I do the eight hour fast, not eight hour fast, sorry, eight hour eating period. And then the 16 hour fast. <laughs> 16 hours eating, eight hour fast. <laughs> yeah, that's not intermittent fasting, that's just eating. <laughs> eating. <laughs> okay, so you yeah. do eight hours on, basically. 16 off. 16 off. So in those eight hours, what do you, like, do you, how do you do it? Do you eat anything? No. You I try to restrict what I plan I meals. Yeah, I try and uh, bulk uh, bulk prep my meals. I was gonna say you, you're trying to bulk, is no, it? Yeah. I bulk prep my meals, so I normally do like a three day prep. Okay, so you spend some time organizing that. Yeah, when I get time. When you get time, and if you don't? And if I don't, I just go to M and S, get is... like a salad or whatever it is that. And I... do you do that? Monday to Friday or Monday yeah, to Sunday? Monday to Friday. And Saturday, Sunday? Saturday, you... Sunday, I try not to do it. Um, and I'll see how it is. If I'm going out, let's say, then I'll just eat a meal with my family or friends. Um, but I try and do it Monday to Friday. And you've been doing it and fast for how long? More than a year now. More than a year. So your first meal is around midday? Yeah. Even when you're at school? Yeah. And then your last meal obviously would be before eight o'clock? Yeah. What and would... if I come here, then it will be after, after CrossFit. What would your, um, and how many times a week, how many times in a day would you eat in that eight hours? I try to eat three times, but sometimes it's two. Would it be sometimes one? No. No, always two. Yeah. Do you find that because of the fast, because you go for a long time without food, do you find that on Saturday and Sundays, you, do you find that you want to eat more than you normally would? No, I don't actually, even on Saturday, I automatically don't eat before 12 because I'm just not hungry. You just trained your body yeah, to start you, it's it. just like a lifestyle. It's more your body adapts to it. 
because the longer you do it I don't need to eat anymore like I don't need to have breakfast but you found it works for you yeah okay because that's uh, there's obviously gonna be people listening on this and thinking oh I'm gonna give intermittent fasting uh, a go gonna not eat for for the 16 hours but it doesn't work for everyone no it doesn't so my colleague at work tried it and she said that she actually started putting on weight but the reason because of the reason behind that was because in her eating period she was just eating too binging. much yeah yeah and that's what and, I, make that, that, and people don't understand that you know you need to still control during your eating period yeah uh, uh, you know it works for you that's brilliant that, that's you know that's good doesn't work for everyone and that's what people think is that in those eight hours it means that you they can eat anything they want and it's yeah. actually just still being aware like if you're going to do it from a calorie perspective that if you're supposed to eat 2,000 calories in that day you're still eating them with those within those eight hours yeah. um and then you still or, or not so much suffer from asthma yes i do still is it is, how's it improved it's, with fitness it's, it's improved massively actually um when i first started crossfit i don't know if you remember i severely suffered with asthma when I was running um, when I used you know I hate running um, but asthma used I know to, that loud and clear <laughs> asthma used to pull me back a lot did it yeah you've did you develop that as, as a kid yeah my mum so, so you've always you've always, had, always it. had it um, because it would put you off right yeah certain I know that I mean, look, you, you, you do it, you get on with it. There might be a little bit of a sulk sometimes, <laughs> a little bit of a moan. But there, when there are running workouts that come out, yeah. you're obviously a lot more confident now yeah. with running. Because you went out through yeah, you went out through lockdown quite a lot. Yeah, so I, I actually started doing um, a lot of running and I obviously spoke to you about it saying, yeah. you know, I want to try and get 5K done within half an hour. And I managed to do it. Um, because, but you start, I want to stop there because you actually started really, really small. And I want to make this quite clear yeah. to people that you didn't go from zero to 5k no you built it um you went from zero i think the the running okay. the running thing that i sent you yeah it was really helpful because you just you realize you know what what your limits are and it, i think it's not about far being fast it's more about being consistent throughout your whole run yeah um, yeah and i think that 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 first running thing that i sent you i think i put for you that in your first week, I think you only was running 1K twice a week. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Um, and then in your second week was uh, two, one, two. Two, two 1Ks or, or and then one and a half or 2K. Yeah. It was just building and it was just slowly building up from that. Yeah. Um, but, and you've become a lot more comfortable with, with, with running. Yeah. You, you hit the goal of 5K. Yeah. Um, so now would you say, I mean, what is your goal with the, the running side of things? I want to, well, there's been a recent downturn in that because I've not really had the time being at school now i'm obviously going to push that up again i want to try and get more but i've been trying to do a bit more walking now as okay. well um you know trying to get more steps in have you taken part in a park park run and stuff no. you, you've not done that so that that i mean i'm throwing goals at you here yeah. they're, they're my goals for you um but that could be something that you yeah. you do um once you continue to get back into the running process, that could be a good thing to, to, to measure. I mean, you don't have to, obviously, no, but yeah. you've built it from zero to, to five. That's really, really good. Um, okay, so moving kind of forward, what are your plans for the next, like, let's go fitness plans first for the next like six or so months, what do you, or six or 12 months. What do you want out of the next six, 12 months of your fitness? Um, I want to become a bit stronger okay. in certain, in certain, 
in certain exercises so like my deadlifts I want to push them up again because you know I love deadlifts squats um, just build my strength back because I think during lockdown the that second element, lockdown yeah. I would say um, I lost a lot of my strength um, that, was, that was one of the long was that the short one that was the shorter one, short one. but I didn't get through as many home workouts in the second one as I, as I think I life to. caught up with everyone that's Sorry? Life caught up with everyone, I think. And, and I had to go back into work. Yeah. So it did, it slowed me down, I would say. Um, especially because I didn't have as much equipment at home as well. Um, I, some days, some weeks, I would go four or five days without exercising. So I want to build up my strength, you know, get get through certain movements. Um, more comfortable. Heavier weight up. and more comfortable, better, you know, better form. And obviously, if you've been running and yeah. not applying strength training, naturally your strength is going to reduce as yeah. well so okay um and then personal goals what are your what, what goals have you got i don't know maybe the next three to five years the next year what do you want out of life for the next couple of years um well if i don't leave teaching essentially <laughs> i want to i actually want to look for a career promotion okay. so i want to either you know lead a department or well i've actually applied for i don't know if you've heard of like a slt secondment so it's a senior leadership uh, teacher yeah. and they train you okay. to be a senior leader um, so I want to kind of go up up the, the ranks a little rank. bit more sorry up the ranks yeah. a bit more. How, how long would that take what's that process so it's a year where they train you and then but are you still teaching and you're still teaching so you're on a full timetable but you you have to run a whole school project essentially yeah. Um, so yeah so I want to do that I want to you know go up the ranks in that sense because at the moment I'm in charge of the disadvantaged students in the whole school you may know that as pupil premium um, um, the students that are on free school meals yeah I can't remember the terminology that it was used at the college but yeah yeah so you know go up the ranks I would say if not then maybe train to be a banker well I'm glad that you said that I don't think you should write that off no I it's think I'm going to spend some time this holiday researching into it. What about the, um, obviously, because you've got a role in the tech side, have you thought about making that more? Yeah, more prominent. Sorry, I've got a fly on my head. It's really like, it's sat on my head twice. <laughs> um, okay, um, Sheena, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Um, really good to talk to you. And guys, join us again next week.